In this week's Unreported World podcast, Ramita Navai goes to Burundi to meet many of the children who were locked up for years without trial in adult prisons, among some of the most dangerous criminals in the country. Burundi is a country recovering from years of civil war. There are nearly 400 children being held in its adult jails. 62-year-old Pierre Claver Bonimpa has dedicated his life to freeing them. He started a human rights organization 10 years ago to help prisoners. We're on our way to a province called Wigi. It's one of the poorest parts of the country, and Pierre wants to inspect a prison there. We're visiting Ruyigi prison. We want to see if there are any underage children in the prison. There is no juvenile justice system in Burundi. Children above the age of 15 are tried as adults. By law, any child under that age should not be imprisoned. We've just walked into Ruyigi prison and right in front of us are all of these children behind bars. You can see that some of these children look really young. I can see over 20 children in here. The authorities are willing to let Pierre operate in their jails. How are you doing? The children gathered to talk to Pierre. Many said they'd been locked up for months for minor offences. One had been accused of stealing a bag of rice and another of taking a mattress. You are accused of stealing? I said I stole a goat. You were caught red-handed. No, I wasn't. Yes, they caught you with a goat. I was given the goat to sell at market. I didn't know it was stolen. Pierre checked the prison records and found a child called Richard who'd been listed as an adult. In his file, it says he's 29 years old. And Pierre says, that's ridiculous. Take a look at him. He's obviously a young child. And there's no way that this boy is even in his late teens. Among the boys, there were several children who looked under 15. Nestor said he was 12 and had been here for two months. Nesta, what's been the hardest part about being in prison for you? My family never liked me. That's why they sent me here. They've left me here to die. The children rely on prison rations to survive and are only given one meal a day. Nearly all the boys' families are too poor to travel to the prison. They're left to fend for themselves. When you are locked up for so many years, you never see the outside world. It damages your mind and ruins your life. The most painful thing is staying here for more than five years, living in a hole without even knowing what you are accused of. More than three-quarters of children in Burundi's prisons are being held without trial. All I wish for is to be free, to go back to school and finish my studies. 
Do any of you have lawyers? Do you know about lawyers? No. Just ask these children. If any of them has a lawyer, has access to a lawyer, they just looked at me blankly and they told me they don't know what a lawyer is. Burundi's justice system was left shattered by the war. There's no legal aid, and there are only 106 lawyers for a population of over 8 million people. This is one of the reasons children are being held for such long periods without trial. I arranged to meet Pierre at his home. I wanted to know what drove him to help child prisoners. He revealed he'd once been a policeman and had been wrongfully imprisoned for two years. Pierre, what was your experience in prison like? They treated inmates like animals. I was tortured and I was beaten. And kept in isolation. It was a very bad place. During his time in jail, a child prisoner was murdered and Pierre discovered his body. The incident affected him deeply. He decided to spend the rest of his life defending victims of injustice. I suffered in prison. I do not want others to suffer in the same way. Pierre's mission is to keep track of child prisoners and help bring their cases to court. He took us to Mpimba prison, the country's most notorious jail. It houses some of the most dangerous criminals. Pierre persuaded the authorities to allow us to film his work. Mpimba was built for 800 prisoners. There are now over 3,300. You can see just how overcrowded this prison is. All these men, there's no room to sit. There's no room to lie down. They're all standing. You can see, you can see they don't want us to film the main cells where the adults are kept. Nearly 100 boys sleep in this one cell. They were all waiting to see him. As soon as Pierre walked in, all these young boys crowded around him, and they're all looking at these case files that Pierre is flicking through. He wanted to show me how many of the children had yet to be convicted. Who hasn't been to court? All the 92 children here are being held without trial. Pierre was also checking for underage inmates. How old are you? 13. What is your name? Claude Tangishaka. And you're not 15? So he can't be. Just look at him. So when they arrested you, they didn't ask you for any birth certificate? No. Sir, can't you see? He's only a little boy. 
This is a very interesting case. What happened to his head? He was shot. Claude says that he was hit in the eye by a bullet when he was very young, when his family were fleeing fighting during the Civil War. Claude had been accused of rape. Pierre said children were often the victims of disputes between families. Many are falsely accused of crimes in order to settle scores. Pierre wanted to investigate Claude's case further. He'd been behind bars for five months without being tried. Claude, what happens to children in prison? When you are new, the adults try to trick you. The adults say, you will cook for me and you will sleep with me. Pierre, how will you investigate this to see whether he is really 13? Claude is from another province. I would have to check the evidence that said this child is over 15. I want this to end. If Pierre can prove that Claude is under 15 years old, then he should be released immediately. We travel to Claude's home province of Bubanza, an hour's drive from the capital. Pierre's first stop was to meet the magistrate in charge of the case. In Burundi, investigating magistrates are assigned cases by the police. They decide whether to prosecute or not. Pierre's just met up with the observer, one of his prison observers responsible for this province. We're now entering the magistrate's office. The magistrate, Jerome Tunzweniana, agreed to check the records. There was conflicting evidence about Claude's age. There was confusion. The first time we saw the child, he said he was 13. The second time, he said he was 14. Then it says in the police report that his mother said he is 15. You can understand how a little boy would come here and feel really intimidated. This is a very poor rural area we're in. A lot of people here don't know when they were born. The magistrate says that Claude doesn't have a birth certificate. He was born during the war, the civil war here. The magistrate revealed that hospital records showed Claude's alleged victims had, in fact, not been raped. He also revealed there was a feud between Claude's family and another family. Outside, Pierre told me he was going to fight to get Claude out of prison. He said the meeting went well. The magistrate had been very open with him about why he'd imprisoned Claude and the problems with the case. Pierre says he's got serious doubts about Claude's age, but the magistrate said that he's imprisoned Claude for his own protection because there's been tension between Claude's family and the family of his alleged victims. It seems there can be any number of reasons why children in Burundi end up in prison. 
The only way Pierre could prove Claude is underage was to travel to his village. He wanted to ask Claude's mother if she remembered when he was born. I found a boy called Claude. We talked and his story is so sad. Do you remember when you gave birth? I can't remember. Can you estimate when? Was it during the war? I think he's 14. If we find out that he is not 15, the rules say that he should not be in prison. He's definitely not 15. Pierre also needed to establish the details of the rape allegations. He discovered that Claude had actually been accused of inappropriately touching his neighbour's children. The grandmother of one of the alleged victims was standing nearby. To be honest, we've always lived well together. Claude was like our own son. All the parents couldn't agree on how to resolve this. The grandmother said she didn't really know what happened, but it had now become a matter of family honour. Pierre is trying to mediate now. She said that her anger is subsiding and she sounds like she's ready to forgive. After talking to the villagers, Pierre was hopeful that he could secure Claude's release. He left to meet with the magistrate again while we travelled back to the capital, Bujumbura. Pierre had told us there were even younger children than Claude in Mpimba prison through no fault of their own. He put us in touch with Consolata Nesengiyumva, who works with female inmates. Consolata told me that at first it was really hard gaining the women's trust. They were very close because they were traumatized and they didn't trust anybody. In Mpimba, there's no separate block for women. All 108 prisoners are locked in with over 3,000 men. You can see how the women, the children, are all mixed with the adult inmates here. And you can see this is no environment for a child. There were tiny children living in the same conditions as the adults. They were all desperate for food. Each week, Consolata hands out what she can, but it isn't enough. Consolata told me children were only given flour and beans and that babies get nothing extra. Consolata says nearly all of these children were born in prison. She thinks there are about 26 children. And you can see this little baby, this little girl, is two months old and she's got bald patches all over her head and that's because of malnutrition. Some of the prisoners were pregnant. Seven months? Seven months pregnant. And eight months? Eight months pregnant. And, and did they all get pregnant in prison? Once I'm not quite in the car. Yes. And did they all want to get pregnant? No. Potami Nindarera has been in jail for nine years. Her daughter Liesi is two and a half years old. 
Potami told me that many of these women are held for years without trial. She says that then you feel that your whole life is the prison, and at least by having a baby, they've got someone. She also says that some of the women are forced to have sex for money in order to survive, and that's how they become pregnant. Are you worried about your children being in prison? What effect do you think it has on them? Potami was upset because her child had to grow up in prison and there was no school. She says this is not the right environment for children. They see things they really shouldn't see. We'd heard of other reports of abuse. We met up with Pierre again as he traveled to a prison in the country's second largest city, Gitega. One of the prison directors, Caritas Shawerimana, was concerned for the safety of the children in her jail. They cook for the adults. The adults exploit them sexually. Many are caught red-handed. Those assaults are punished. We lock them up in solitary confinement for two days. The children are scared of reporting it because they're poor and the abusers supply them with food. Most of the children didn't want to speak about this, but a few of the older boys agreed to talk. They told me that when they go to the adult side of the prison, there's a threat of being raped. Does this happen often? Is this a big problem in this prison, that the adults are taking advantage of the children? Gabriel said adult prisoners first gain a child's trust and then they abuse them. From what these children are telling me, it's clear that sexual abuse is a big problem in this prison. They've been saying that some children are forced to sleep with the adults in order to survive and the adults are taking advantage of them. Burundi's director of prisons acknowledges sex abuse of children and women in jail is a problem. He told Unreported World that a lack of resources makes it impossible to hold women and children separately. The director also admitted that under-15s are being illegally imprisoned. He blamed corrupt magistrates and policemen and a lack of proper records. Pierre's been chasing up Claude's case today. We're going to Claude's village where Pierre's been working. We're going to try and find him and see what's been happening. Oui. Bonjour. <laughs> Ça va? Pierre said he had driven Jerome, the investigating magistrate, to the village as he couldn't afford the bus fare. We found him taking witness statements. This was the first time this case had been thoroughly investigated. Claude's mother, Francine, was waiting to see him. Bonjour. Ça va? 
you hopeful he'll get released. Even though I'm sick, when he returns, I will lift him off the ground. A few yards away, the neighbors had finished giving their testimony. They were now demanding compensation to allow Claude to return. Pierre was negotiating on Francine's behalf. I'm owed money and I'm not going to give up. If he comes back, he will have to be careful. That's the advice I can give. It's not for you to demand money. It's up to the courts. The magistrate has just updated Pierre on Claude's case. He says that Claude will be released, but only if Claude's mother gives the victim's family compensation. You can see she's got absolutely nothing. Don't know how she's going to be able to do that. It was clear that it wouldn't be safe for Claude to return home. No one knew what to do with him. Whatever his crime, all agreed he wasn't old enough to be in prison. In Burundi, there are many children in Claude's position, but there are no social services to help them. If it wasn't for Pierre and his team, most would remain trapped in adult prisons, whether guilty or not. I wanted to meet Claude one last time. Merci. We found him on his own, wandering around the prison market. Claude's just picked up this bar of soap and told us it costs about, about 20p, but he can't afford it. He was also looking at the rice, telling me that bags of rice are 50p, he can't afford that either, but he likes to come here to walk around to look at everything. In all the time Claude's been imprisoned, no one has come to visit him. Claude, do you think you might spend many years in here? I don't know what's going on with my case. I could be here for many years. I want to be with my mum and sister. Our time in the prison was up and we were told to leave. In one of the poorest countries in the world, the authorities simply cannot afford to help child prisoners. There's no way of knowing how long Claude will be behind bars. Pierre is still fighting to get him released. If you want to find out more about child prisoners in Burundi or any other issue covered by Unreported World, please visit our website at channel4.com slash unreportedworld. Thanks to Ramita Navai, who is in Burundi with child prisoners in some of the most awful prison conditions in the world. Next week, Evan Williams is in Mexico with the brave journalists daring to expose the gangs and criminals terrorizing Mexican society. If you want details about this or any program, go to channel4.com slash unreported world. <laughs> <laughs>